You're listening to episode number 65 of the Fit Successful Dad podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Gordon. I am your host. And today we're going to talk about commitment and seeing things through. All right. So many people have this problem. And whether you want to call it a problem or not, I call it a problem where they decide that it's a good idea. It's going to be a good idea to do something huge. All right. They have a, a momentary like surge of inspiration or motivation to do something that maybe has been in the back of their mind for a long time, or maybe just sounds like an awesome idea at that moment. And they make grand plans in their head. Sometimes they vocalize them, but they make these grand plans that they are going to do something huge. And for better or worse, maybe they have planned it out. Maybe they haven't. Uh, But what happens is a lot, so many people make these grand plans and they do not commit to making that thing happen. They don't commit and they don't see it through. And because they don't see it through and they don't trust in the fact that they can do the thing that they want to do, they fail. And when they fail, then they fall back to where they were prior to even making those plans, which is not where they want to be. And as a result, they kind of stay there and Maybe down the road, they have another surge of inspiration. But at the end of the day, because they failed, they feel less confident. They have a lack of confidence, and that lack of confidence drives them to do less and less and less. And I just want to take a minute to kind of demystify what it means to follow something through. It's actually incredibly simple, right? When you when you identify something that you want to do, something you want to achieve, something you want to conquer, something you want to build, to get there is actually quite simple. All right, now we can break down how it's not easy, but it's simple, and you know there's a lot of complexities to it when you are on the tactical side of things. But the the macro strategy is actually very very simple. We can get into all that, but in general, it's true. It is very very simple. And the big thing that a lot of people don't have that will allow them to be successful in the thing that they're doing is the ability to commit and the ability to see it through from end to end. Okay, so in a practical business standpoint, because everybody wants to build a business, and if you're listening to this, that's awesome. I applaud you. If you're listening to this and you want to build a business, uh, Everybody wants to build a business. Everybody wants to be a millionaire. Everybody wants to retire to the beach and do that whole thing, right? Well, you can't you can't build a business at all, whether it's a million-dollar business or a $10 business. You can't build a business at all unless you commit to the process and you see it through. It's just the way it is. If you, I mean, anybody can go out and build a business. In other words, they can register for an LLC or an S-Corp, and they can get a tax uh, identification number, and technically they have a business. Then they can go open a business credit card. They can open up a business checking account. So technically they have a business, right? But without seeing it through, so that they actually have a business that does something and provides something and takes a sale, then it's not really a business. And I want to get into 
what it means to be able to commit to something long enough that you can actually turn it into a business, find a way to monetize it, make the money that you need in order to keep doing that business, keep putting energy into it to make it better and better and better and increase the value so that you in turn increase the customer base and the recurring customer base and you turn it into something that you had envisioned from the beginning. So people talk about passion and following your passion and and kind of staying in that realm. And what I think a lot of people miss in that, actually I know this for a fact, <laughs> what a lot of people miss in that is that if your passion is something like music or if it's something like making films or if it's something like dogs, you love dogs, your, your passion would be around that thing. But that doesn't mean that you just go and play your, your guitar or your piano, you know, or you, you know, make little home movies in your backyard and do nothing with them. Or you go like walk dogs and do nothing other than walk dogs. That, that is kind of catering to your hobby, catering to your, the thing you're interested in, quote unquote, your passion, but not actually do anything about it. What people mean when they say, when, what successful people mean when they say, do what you're passionate about and stay in within the, the boundary of your passion, the things you're passionate about, what they mean is do the thing you love from the beginning right? As much as you can, as often as you can. If it's playing the guitar, play your guitar as much as you possibly can. Write a million songs, write a new song every single week. Okay. And put that song out into the world available for free over and over and over again. In addition to that, because you're now doing the thing that you love. In addition to that, reach out and network with as many people as possible and talk about your music, promote your music, meet other people that like music, whether it's your genre or not, and talk to them about it, right? Do all of those things. Then join a Facebook group, join multiple Facebook groups, start your own Facebook group, build a website, right? You can do all of these things for very, very, very little money or free, Right? Get a community going. Start an Instagram page. Make it really interesting. Make a YouTube channel. Right? Take videos on your phone, doing that stuff, talking about your thing, getting your message out. Right? Build your audience around the thing that you love in the social media environment because that's what we're in now. And now, after a while, you've been continuing to write music over and over and over again. You've continued to build your audience right? and you now have a group of people that are interested in what you're doing and those people are going to tell more people and those people are going to tell more people and you start to see a little bit of a compound effect, right? Once you have that going, you have the ability to monetize it in a way that makes sense. Now, when I say monetization, a lot of people say, well, you know, you shouldn't charge money for stuff, especially when you didn't used to. Well, here's the thing. All right, monetization is actually a really, really, really good thing. And here's why. Monetization allows the creator of things, the creator of something, to continue to do that. And it allows them to do it better. And it allows it to allows them to do it more. It allows them to do it at scale. 
Okay. Monetization for something like a podcast like this. I don't currently advertise. I don't take any affiliate bonuses or anything on this podcast. Okay. But podcasters that do the podcasters that advertise, they advertise because they have the listenership for one and two, they have products that they believe in. Right. Uh, and also they are in a position where if they advertise, it allows them to continue podcasting full time. That's their full time thing, or maybe not full time, but close to it. Or maybe they interview guests at peak times during the day where if you weren't doing that as part of your normal job, you would, uh, you would not be able to do it. That kind of thing. Monetization and, and advertising and commercializing their product allows them the freedom of not having to work another job to supplement it. Instead, they get to focus on the product. And when they get to focus on the product, they produce a better product. And when they produce a better product, their listenership grows. And when their listenership grows, you can see what happens. It spirals. They get a bigger listenership. They get to advertise more. They get to advertise at a more expensive rate and increase their income even more, which allows them to make a better product again or make a secondary product in addition to that. So now, if you're a podcaster, since we're talking about that, now your podcasting uh, can stay as is and you can also introduce a full-time or whatever YouTube channel or you can incorporate some other type of blog or something that goes along with the podcast that allows you to get your message out. Okay, not everyone listens to podcasts, just like not everyone listens to watches YouTube channels, just like not everybody reads blogs. Okay, so from that standpoint, that would be not, uh, that's an example of how monetization helps build a product that may or may not be good and turn it into something that's great and reach more people. So back to the musicianship thing. If you're a musician and you are able to get that following, okay, you have YouTube channel, you have, maybe you have a podcast about uh, playing the guitar or playing the piano or something. If you're able to get that big listenership, you know, monetization around that is not a bad thing. If you're on YouTube and you have commercials running at the beginning of every video and you get a little bit of, of money from each one, you know, but you're getting hundreds of thousands of views and you end up getting a check from that every month. Why is that a bad thing? That allows you to buy a better camera. That allows you to maybe quit your job if you're doing this as a part-time hustle so that you can actually work on that full-time. Maybe you can buy a better guitar, better microphone, um, a better recording equipment, editing equipment, so you can produce a better product. You can, you can hire a videographer to give you like a really professional intro, outro, that kind of thing. So you know, monetization is not a bad thing. One other example of this that I always like to cite when people talk about monetization and how people shouldn't get paid for certain things and all that is YouTube video game people. I really don't know what to call them. YouTubers that play video games, professional gamers, if you will. I don't know. So the thing is, uh, if you go onto YouTube and you search for Call of Duty uh, player or, or Overwatch, that's another popular game, you'll see a bunch of them, right? But the ones at the top of the list, these YouTubers at the top of the list, they have uh, potentially like a million followers. And what they do is they put a video out once, twice, three, five times a week maybe of them playing some video game and then have some dialogue over it. 
right? Sounds simple. And to people who don't like video games and don't really watch YouTube videos or social media, they think it's stupid. They think that people playing video games should absolutely under no circumstance be paid for it. Well, here's the thing. The million followers that follow those people, they disagree. And they are the customer. Okay, the people who don't go to the YouTube channel and they don't click on the ad and they don't watch the video, they're not the customer. So it's not up to them. It's up to the market. And the market says yes. The market says these people should get paid. And that's the thing. These people that that play video games and put YouTube videos up of themselves playing a video game and talking about it, you know, it might sound simple and silly, but here's the thing. There's an entertainment factor right? There's an entertainment factor and they work incredibly hard, right? It's not the same thing as going to an office and sitting around at a cubicle designing something on a computer. Instead, they're at home playing the same video game for six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 hours straight so that they can, they can capture the perfect screenshot or they can capture the, the perfect, um, uh, game, like the perfect one-on-one or the perfect headshot, you know, with a sniper rifle or something, some, something that a lot of people can't do. And they're always interested in how other people do it. Well, these people take the time to actually execute those things or learn the video game, uh, skill just through practice or whatever that shows people, Hey, you know, this is how I got through this level. And you know, here's what the boss fight looks like or whatever. Uh, people are interested in that. It's 2017. People watch that. And people don't mind going to those videos and sitting through an ad for 10 seconds in order to watch a 20, 30, 40 minute video of them playing your favorite video game and showing them how to master it. So I actually think it's really cool, but a lot of people that I talk to think that that particular type of thing is not really a career and it's actually, it's, it's, uh, it's people call it stupid all the time. So my point is those people who play video games and put YouTube videos up, they are following their passion. They're passionate about video games. In 2017, it is very possible to build a fault, obviously, right? It's very possible to build a humongous following on YouTube or other social media platforms playing a video game. And because they've built such a huge following, uh, advertisers want to come in and put a, an advertisement down on those people's products, those people's social products, media products, and in return, give the artist a cut of it. So these people might be promoting a, uh, a router, a keyboard, a mouse, you know, computer peripherals. They might be promoting a service, like an internet service provider or some kind of media host. They might be promoting like headphones. Uh, they might be prov- promoting video games themselves. There's all kinds of things, right? And in fact, uh, since we're on the topic of video games, if you are familiar with Robert Kraft, he owns the New England Patriots. He's the owner of the NFL team, the New England Patriots. Uh, so I'm from Boston, the Boston area, so I'm always going to cite that. But anyway, Robert Kraft now owns not just the New England Patriots, not just the New England Revolution, which is a soccer team uh, in the MLS. He also owns a professional Overwatch team. Now, Overwatch is, for those who don't know, it's a game uh, a lot like Call of Duty. It's a first-person shooter game. It's very, it's a competitive-based game, so it's team, uh, it's like six-on-six and three-on-three-based combat, uh, whatever. Anyway, there's huge competitions that are happening all around the country, all around the world, actually, where the winning team takes home like half a million dollars. Okay, so Robert Kraft and the Overwatch team that he bought, you know, that is a business 
move. He understands that, you know, it's not, it's not the 1960s, 70s, 80s anymore. Okay. It's 2017 and you got to adjust to the market. Well, the market says right now that there's humongous amounts of opportunity and money in things like video games. There just is, it's just the way it is. And if you don't like it, well, sorry, that's just that's the way it's going to be. So I want you to take those examples and, and try to figure out if you haven't already, what it is that you're actually passionate about and what it is that you're actually passionate about building an audience around. Uh, what, what would you like to do and what outlet would you like to use? So for example, myself, I am passionate about it, about entrepreneurship. I'm passionate about it. Okay. I am passionate about designing and creating products, physical products. Uh, I'm, I'm passionate about gym fitness oriented stuff, right? Uh, this all ties back to a lot of things in my history in my past. Uh, but whatever, my lifestyle caters to those things. So fitness, gym stuff, weightlifting, uh, powerlifting, uh, and entrepreneurship. Those are things that interest me. So what did I do? I created a podcast because I like to talk, right? I haven't created a YouTube channel for whatever reason. I just haven't done it yet. But a podcast was a perfect outlet for me because I get to talk about these things. Uh, now, in that podcast, I can talk about entrepreneurship, which I do. Right? I can also try to help people in entrepreneurship and at the same time, blend in some fitness components, some fitness aspects, right? It is the Fit Successful Dad podcast and I get to talk about not just my journey leading up to this point, but also going forward, as well as help people who might be thinking about ways to change their lives physically and help strengthen their mind, help strengthen their body and get themselves into a position where they're not just winning physically, but they can also take those things and and, and carry them over into the world of entrepreneurship, brand building, business building, and try to get them to achieve, to, to, to push them along to help achieve the goals that they want to achieve. Okay, so this is the perfect outlet for me. This is why I do what I do. Now, I don't currently advertise like I talked about before. It doesn't mean I won't in the future, but I don't right now. I don't need to. I don't want to, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly content, perfectly happy putting out content. And even though I know people listen to this for... I guess like an entertainment factor, they listen to it, they just like listening to podcasts, especially podcasts of people who talk about success and motivation and business and building things like that and fitness success stories. As much as I am grateful that people listen to me and the podcast for those reasons, I am more hopeful that this podcast kind of gets into your brain a little bit and helps you change some things in your brain that maybe you need tweaking to need adjusting in order to do the thing that you really want to do. I mean, there's a lot of people that, that are held back by themselves. They get in their own way so much that they don't actually go after the thing that they really want to go after. And the thing is, I think that everybody, actually, I know, I know everybody has great ideas. Everybody has great ideas. And I know I've said this before is that the difference between someone who has a great idea and someone who's successful is that the person who was successful took the action. They didn't just sit back and wait for it and think about it and write it down and kind of get into that analysis paralysis thing. They just, they took action no matter how bad it was and how poorly executed it was in the beginning. They took action on the thing that they had an idea about and they turned it into something great. I mean, we're all just people at the end of the day. There is no like 
crazy lottery that selects people to be awesome at stuff. It, it, it's uh, there, you know, I'm not talking about talent either. I'm talking about just in general people who are successful in life uh, and, and build a business or achieve that fitness goal or whatever. They are people who have an idea or have a desire and they work towards it. They take the action to work towards it. And the problem is that people don't commit enough and they don't see it through, right? The greatest things that'll ever happen to you don't happen to you overnight. They just don't. And the greatest things that you're ever going to do for yourself and build for yourself are definitely not things that are going to happen to you overnight. These are things that are going to take time, right? One foot in front of the other over and over and over and over again, committing to the process. And when stuff gets hard, stay committed to the process, right? When you think that you want to kind of bail and give up and change direction and do something else, stay committed to the process, see it through one year, two years, three years, five years, see it through until it becomes something real, right? Think really hard about what it is you actually want to build and think really hard about how much time you realistically think that's going to take. Because the fact of the matter is, is that it's probably going to take a lot longer than you think. It's probably years and it's probably not going to be easy, right? But that is something that shouldn't scare you away. It should be something that you are able to face head on. Because what's the alternative anyway, right? If you are trying to build a, a business, as an example, you're trying to build a business, you put a lot of money into it, you put a lot of time into it for a few months or six months or even a year, and it gets really hard, it gets really challenging, and you have an opportunity to get out, right? And you have an opportunity to cut your losses, as they say. Cut your losses, cut your $20,000 that you invested or whatever, and your 10, 12, 14 months that you put in, and just go back to your regular nine to five job. You know, what do you lose? Well, you lose money. I guess you can look back and say, well, I lost all that time because I was wasting it on that thing that never went anywhere. But, you know, what could it have been? And how much happier are you now that you are back in the comfort zone of making whatever it is you're making at your job and you get to go home at night and not stress out, not worry about building a secondary business, not worrying about that customer, that client, or that, that other business contact that you have a meeting with, you know, is that, is that worth it at the end of the day? Is it worth it now? And is it worth it at the end of the day? Because the answer is probably not, probably not. If you are listening to any entrepreneurial podcasts, you probably are interested in self and personal development. You're also probably interested in creating your own future. And by that, I mean not going to work somewhere uh, in a corporate nine to five world forever, investing in your 401k, eight to 10% a week for the next 45, 50 years. That's probably not what excites you. It's probably not. And which is why you're probably here, which is why I encourage you to go after the thing that you actually want to go after, commit to it, right? Go all in on that thing. Don't lose focus and see it through to the end. Commit and see it through.